Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center, as well as Gobel Septic. And what? What's that? What's that? We got a new sponsor alert: <laughs> AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Proud to have them along. Glad they're here to sponsor this phenomenal half hour, forty-five minutes of Lewis County sports content. Can we say the best sports podcast in Southwest Washington. I think we could. I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. An honest opinion of our podcast. Uh, I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm sorry. Can I get the, uh, the sound effect for a new Chronicle Sports Writer? Oh, cr- new Chronicle <laughs> Sports Writer. <laughs> Josh Kirschbaum. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. Now I feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. A huge oversight on my part. <laughs> Fellas, we're in week two of the prep football season. Do you have any hot takes? I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> we thought we knew things, and we don't know them. What was the biggest surprise of week one? Man, there were a lot of surprises. I was surprised Black Hills beat Montesano yeah. decisively. I was surprised PWV basically beat Tenino. Basically. We'll basically. get into... <laughs> how they didn't later. Uh, I was a little surprised by Toledo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raymond South Bend uh, might be legit. Yeah, are they? Are they going to make some noise? Are they a team to watch? Are they knocking on the door? Have they turned things around? Any other cliches we can throw about Raymond South Bend? All right. <laughs> um, and then Rainier kept up with Wakakam. I'm kind of surprised about that. That's a tough place to play. It is indeed a tough place. And it to went play. into overtime. So, uh, yeah. Lots of surprise. And you must have been very surprised when Mossy Rock beat Concrete 60 to 6, considering you picked Concrete to win. <laughs> I would have picked that one correctly. I would be the leader in the clubhouse in grid picks, but yeah. here we are. Man. All right, let's break down the week one games. In the two A's, WF West beat Ridgefield 38 28. Gavin Fugate had over 300 yards and two touchdowns to surrender total yards. Gage Brumfield scored twice. Bearcats built a big lead and held on in the second half. Good showing heading into the Linden matchup coming this week. Was this a statement win for the Bearcats? I think it was a statement win. I think this is where I ran on the parade a little bit. There was like, it was f- interesting watching that game because there was, I don't know if there was ever a moment, even when they were up uh, 28 to 7, I think it was, that they ever, you ever really felt like they were dominating, mm-hmm. but they, held on they got all the defensive stops they needed to the offense did kind of enough uh i mean they had just a huge swing because it was they had a three-play swing where it was a touchdown and then richfield fumbled the kickoff and then they scored another touchdown and then i think they scored on their next possession again and from there it was just kind of a hold on job mm-hmm. uh it's about to get a lot harder for them very fast we will get to that in the grid pick section, but yeah, big game coming up with them. Uh, Linden coming to town. That should yeah, be so interesting. Lots of good things. I don't know. It was definitely a statement win. I'm still big on Richfield, but we'll All see. All right. Statement win for the Bearcats. Statement win for the Bearcats. Uh, Elma 20, Centralia 7. <laughs> Elma got out to an early lead. Centralia didn't have a lot going on offense. JoJo Simpson had their lone touchdown, and they produced just 136 yards of total offense. 
Gabe Seymour ran for 79 rushing yards for the Tigers. Centralia, was this how the season's going to go, or are they still going to – can they still turn it around and, you know, do some stuff? It's hard to tell. Um, you know, season one – or, sorry, uh, week one – well, season season one for, for Dustin McGee over there. So, haven't gotten – that game was over in the harbor, so didn't get a good look at the offense. But um, – uh, it'll be interesting to see them this week against Battleground, who's kind of a down 4A program, um, and that's their home opener. So it might be juiced up a little bit for the home opener. But um, uh, they, you know, you need to probably get a little more than 136 yards of total offense to be able to to win football games. So very true. Um, but I, I I don't think Elma's a bad 1A side. I think they're sort of middle of the road. So um, I don't think that's like a an awful result for a Centralia team. Okay. Uh, Rochester nine, Seton Catholic eight. The Warriors hit a last-minute field goal to pull ahead, then blocked a chip shot field goal at the buzzer to win it. What a thriller! Take Hornstrom at quarterback orchestrated the final drive. He had 110 rushing yards and went three of five passing for 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, nine to eight win. You don't see a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Failed. Rochester scored first. Failed two-point conversion. Um, and then Seton Catholic, I think in like the fourth quarter drove down the field, scored a touchdown, got the two point conversion and then Rochester hit that field goal and then blocked one. So yeah, kind of a thriller defense. It, it felt, um, AJ easily said it felt like just a, a week one football game, <laughs> you know, like it offense is still figuring it out, you know, like, uh, they had to drive a long way. Um, also down to Vancouver. say that, yeah, Seton Catholic is also like low key, a tough place to play. Oh, is it? I have no idea. <laughs> I think we should start that one. It's like jammed. I mean, it's in Vancouver. It's kind of jammed into a corner where you're right next to the freeway. The stands are on top of you. Um, I don't know. Get Got a little rowdy when I went there last time. So, All right. Interesting. Weird new, things happen at SC. Uh, new new quip alert. Catholic, <laughs> tough place to play. Uh, Black Hills 33, Montesano 20. Montesano. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Black Hills, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. They matched their season win total from a year ago. Jackson Beck, 14 to 23 for three touchdowns, 206 yards. Johnny Stallings, sounds like a cowboy. Yeah. 21 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, Black Hills, the real deal. Are they a team to watch? Scoreline looks promising and take, uh, getting their stats. Um, Beck hit, yeah, it was three TDs. Uh, they had multiple receivers with like five catches. Uh, they spread the ball around. Uh, Keegan Rogan. Uh, their tight end, their had like six, nine, six, eight tight end or six, seven, something like that. He ran the ball like nine times for 53 yards as a fullback. It's pretty um, sweet. And Montesano couldn't stop him. Uh, yeah, no, Garrett Baldwin, he thinks they've got this. He's got this team turned around and he's pretty confident in them. So. All right, sweet. And then last two, a game on the schedule, Tomwater 34, Burlington Edison, seven, Carlos Matheny, 165 yards and two touchdowns. They used two quarterbacks and held Burlington Edison in check throughout. Pulled away in the second half. The defense and Carlos Matheny were as good as advertised. Is this just what we're going to see all year from Tumwater? Yeah. Quarterback controversy, though. If they have uh, that you know, like you know every what, year. You know what they say. If you got two quarterbacks. So you got no quarterbacks. Don't have one. They had the same thing last year. They Overbay was like hurt or something, and they started that Prothero kid who was pretty good, and then Overbay ended up starting the second half of the season. So... Um, yeah, well, how'd that turn out for them? Uh, they lost in the state title to Linda. Yeah. So I guess that's a huge problem, losing the state title. But, <laughs> it's a uh, down year for Tumwater. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that <coughs> Matheny's kind of the engine. I, I think he had almost 30 carries in that game. So still, still very much the wing tee. And um, they've got a big game this week too against a highly regarded North Kitsap team. All right. Uh, Alec, you were mentioning you, you shared some advice with, with Kevin Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. I was out in uh, PL uh, for the big game and Kevin came down. I guess he had a, a break in his busy college schedule mm-hmm. um, to go watch the Beavers play. And uh, he, he asked where the bathroom was and I pointed him out to a, a global septic, uh, global septic uh, Santa can. Was it all smiles for the rest of the night for uh, Kevin? Uh, oh, I, well, I mean, the football game was probably a little stressful for him, but uh, <laughs> it probably maybe alleviated the stress. I don't know. Uh, Global Septic, one of our, our oldest sponsors. They provide septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, and Grays Harbor counties, even the edges of Lewis County, as Kevin Schultz can tell you out in PL. Septic pumping, septic inspection, septic riser installation, commercial septic pumping, of course, grease trap services. And as we know, they'll rent you a porta potty and a sink. Visit Global Septic, G O E B E L septic.com, or give them a call, 360 736 2167. How about some 1A football? And yeah, Alec, you want to talk about the the game you were at there, Tenino and PL Valley? Yeah, yeah, PL, uh, or PWV had it all the way. Um, they had momentum. They scored first um, to go up 7-0. Tenino um, had busted off a long run on the next drive, uh, but failed on the two-point conversion. It was, it was 7-6 the entire game um, up until the very end. Tenino uh, went three and out in their own end zone and the punter couldn't handle the snap. Uh, so PWV got the ball on like, you know, the Tanana five yard line or something. And then they end up fumbling it. Tanana gets the ball back and finally muster up some offense. Cody Strawn connected with Max Craig on like a 50 yard, just a <laughs> dime of a throw um, to take the lead. And then Dylan Spicer had a garbage touchdown to, to make it look not as close as it actually was. Garbage I, time touchdown. I'm sure it looked all right. I mean, it was gar- it, it, PWV was kind of, I mean, he just <laughs> bursted through the line. It was a garbage touchdown. Uh, <laughs> wow. It wow. was. What I mean, take. come on. Jeez. Uh, once and you take it away from him. It, it, your mom could have run through that line for that touchdown. Oh, that's harsh. Uh, <laughs> no. Mrs. Kirschenbaum catching strays. Yeah. All the way down in. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, it was a fine run, um, but uh, garbage time touchdown for uh, to make it not look as close as it was. But Tanano escaped. Gary Nagel said they didn't deserve to win, and but they found a way to win. So I thought you were going to say Gary Nagel said they didn't deserve to win, and I agree with him. I mean, I do. <laughs> PWV out. I mean, like I think anyone that watched that game would, you know, uh, sometimes you get lucky with certain things tonight. I muffed a lot of snap exchanges. You could tell they had a new center quarterback, um, you know, combo trying to work it out, but you know, good teams find a way to win even when they don't play well. So um, while we're being negative, I do want to point out beautiful uniform matchup. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or nice. MPL was gorgeous. Um, yeah, field have, good shape. that was the first time I, yeah, field was in great shape. Um, and yeah, that was the first time I covered a football game out there and it was, uh, it got a little cold faster than I expected, but uh, but it was good. All right. Uh, going into some more 2B stuff. The big one, well, one of the big ones, Napavine 40, Adna nothing. Napavine had 495 yards of total offense. Adna had 22, and that kind of sums it up. Ashton Demarest had 291 passing yards with four touchdowns, threw him to four different receivers. He also ran for 93 yards. 
And as I've mentioned before, you see that 40 nothing score, and that kind of just tells you everything. They just Josh Fave really is the master of that 40 to zero football game. He excellent control. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) They have so many 40 to zero games. We are going to get to 40 and then we're going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. If Napavine beats you more than 40 to nothing, they don't like you. Then Uh, you know it's personal. Right. (laughs) Like that is, I think they had at least five of those games last year. So yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Napavine looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Number three, according to Ryland, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Uh, Morton White Pass 44, Iwako 8. This was a late scheduled game. Carter Dantine and Brecken Pelletier combined for 226 of MWP's 264 yards. Nice little win for them. That was a Saturday game, too, in Morton, right? Oh, yeah, that was in Morton. Okay. And uh, yeah, Dantine scored two touchdowns on the ground and then took a fumble back to the house. So he had three total touchdowns. Um, I know they were uh, going in Lee Metcalf was uh, to the season. Lee Metcalf was saying they were playing on sort of running two quarterbacks with Brecken Pelletier and Judah Kelly. And by the end of the game, it was basically just Pelletier running it. And they said they were still going to run with the two quarterback thing and get Kelly some more reps in practice. But I mean, 44 points, it's it's a pretty good day at the office. looks like things are going about uh, as they want them to. Yep. Uh, Next one on Alaska 30 Oroville, nothing. This was the one Q. Yeah, game lasted a quarter and a half before Oroville didn't have enough players to continue. Case McGraw, 140 yards and a touchdown. Kate Mazingo <laughs> was two for two passing for 75 yards with two touchdowns to Cooper Lawrence and Blaze Underhill. And we need to ask, is Onalaska bad for 2B football? <laughs> I think we should just extrapolate. Multiply it by four. So Case McGraw really finishes with what? What's 140 times four? Uh, uh, 560. Yeah, something like that. And four touchdowns. Mazingo goes eight for eight for 300, <laughs> 300 yards. yards. Yeah. <laughs> and eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. <laughs> Great performance for them. And Onalaska wins 120 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, how mad do you think Onalaska, or how mad did Maz seem that they only got to play a quarter and a half? They were pretty upset, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> you wait all summer and you get up there and the other guys are like, ah, we just, we're, we're out of players. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we went all the way to Leavenworth for this. Yeah. I hope they at least got some good, like, schnitzel. Yeah. I, I Orville dra- drove longer. I think they're, like, two or three hours away. So just weird matchup. I don't know. Well, maybe Orville was just there for the, the Well, they scenery. were supposed to play last year, remember? And then Orville canceled at the last minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, what a so what I a think much they really wanted to get the game in. Yeah. Highly anticipated matchup. They've been waiting a year and a half for it. And yep. This. Uh, next matchup, Wakaikum 36, Rainier 28 in overtime <laughs> in Kathlamet. Good showing for a rebuilding Mountaineers team. Trevor Anderson ran for 102 yards. New quarterback Jake Meldrum ran for 64 yards and two touchdowns and was 6 of 13 for 53 passing yards. Yeah, just, uh, you know, pretty good showing. Um, when know. in doubt in 2 football, throw the ball less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for that team. And um, I think it just kind of fits Jake Meldrum's style a little bit more. He's not a the thrower that Sprofsky or, or Green was. So, um, you know, to kind of spread the the rushing attack. And it looked like it worked out pretty well for them. They, they struggled to score other than their first game last year against Toledo. That was like a shootout. The rest of them, they kind of struggled to score. And so um, I, I, I think it's a good showing for, for Rainier. And that's a long drive for them. Tough place to play. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough place to play, but it's like especially tough, like not even joking for Rainier. Like that's a long drive. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Raymond South Bend, 35, Toledo, 20. And you write, could preseason darling RSB be legit? Todd Millis has been singing their praises. I, I mean, 
I think Toledo won that game like 40 to six last year or something. So yeah, I went to that game last year. Yeah. I think it was like 36, 15 or yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it looked like uh, Toledo's, you know, rebuilding guys, um, (laughs) uh, you know, trying to get their, their rushing attack in check. They got a new quarterback and it sounded like they had some, some problems with snap exchanges and they had a hard time, uh, containing RSB's quarterback. So, um, Right. Yeah, and yeah, that quarterback for RSB, Austin Snodgrass, he ran 130 yards on six carries. Yeah, Toledo lost three fumbles. I think 100, like 110 of those yards were on two touchdowns in the second half because he had like a 50-yard run and a 60-something yard run. Okay. I mean, I don't know what it would take to make Mike Christensen mad, because <laughs> he, but he didn't. He was pretty matter of fact uh, when he called that score, and it was pretty much like, yep, the offense. Fumbled it away, but wasn't awful. And the defense wasn't awful, but gave up too many big plays late. So you would say Mike Christensen generally stays cool. I would say that he generally stays cool. uh, But if he needed help getting hot, we might have somebody to help him out. Or or cool. He could visit AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Good. Whether you want to be heated or chilled, give our friends at AmeriCool a call. Your comfort is their business. They offer full-service HVAC installation services and repairs, and they offer 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they do, everything, whether they're making you hot or cold. Wow. Are they sponsoring the podcast room? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It is cool in here. It is quite cool in here. You can tell we've had a If it's a miracle doing it, good job, guys. (laughs) (laughs) To request an appointment, give them a call, 360-273-3300. They're located off Old Highway 99 in Centralia. And they have 24-7 emergency service available. A couple more games at the 1B level. Masirak 60, Concrete 6. Yeah. Vikings had 44 points in the first half, making three of us grid pickers look like fools. Easton Kolb. Not five us of, three. Three of you. Yeah. <laughs> three people, which included me. Yeah. Easton Kolb, 5 of 6 for 150 yards and four touchdowns. Keegan Kolb, 80 receiving yards. Good win for the Vikings. Are they? Is this turnaround for them? I mean, they're just still going up because it's pretty much the same team they had last year. Yeah. yeah. They, got a, they got a big game this week against... I know Quilcene just got run out of the building by, by Nacelle, but um, Quilcene was the state runner-up last year, and they're heading, heading out there to the peninsula. It's on the peninsula, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool yeah they're up there up that way. Um, so that's that's a big test for them. I think that's a that's like a if they're ready to announce themselves kind of on the on the state stage. Fun um, fact about C- Concrete High School, I learned goes over a road. That's the only thing I know about Concrete. Yeah, like High the School. library is. It's like, like on a bridge over a road. You can't pick a team. Very cool looking. Be. Wild. Yeah, insane. You that's see that's your like preview that of Concrete High School for <laughs> yeah. the grid pick section later. Uh, Winlock 30, Tootle Lake nothing. A rare eight-man shutout. Just 12 yards of offense for Tootle Lake. Peyton Sickles had 139 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and threw for 39 yards, and another TD for Winlock. Is the Cardinals' defense the new Crimson Curtain, or <laughs> what's what's going on? Winlock good, or Tootle Lake not great? Yes. <laughs> I think it's hard to tell. I think Winlock scored a lot of their touchdowns late, so you know they're they're definitely working on a lot of new pieces. Peyton Sickles did a lot for them, and they didn't really get a lot from other players. Um, and obviously, I know Tudor Lake is a is a struggling program there, so 
Um, Winlock's got a couple should be wins on the on their schedule for the first couple weeks of the season. So uh, get some confidence for a new group. I think they play concrete this week. So yeah. Um, um, and you mentioned Winlock working in some new pieces. Yeah. Maybe you need to work some new pieces in. I do. I just moved into your living room or bedroom or dining room or all the above. Go see our friends at Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center located at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. All the best furniture. What's what's your situation like in your living room, Josh? It is completely empty. I moved last week and there is no furniture in it. Nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just a, a canvas for our friends to paint a masterpiece <laughs> exactly. for you. If they want to hook me up. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. And maybe get you a nice, we used to always joke about Alex sleeping on like a ratty mattress. He found covered in rats <laughs> in his back alley. Or, I mean, I was planning on moving my stuff up from Longview, but right now it's an air mattress that I blew up with my own two lungs. Cause I forgot to buy a pump. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got a hell of a situation and you need to make one hell of a trip to Elam's home furnishings and sleep center at 1530 South gold street. That's right. Uh-huh. You can even give them a call three, six, Oh, eight Oh seven, one, two, one, one, or send them an email. Be like, I don't have any stuff. Help I need me out. Stuff. <laughs> Elam at Elam's HF. They should change com. the name. Elam's got stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things stuff, to sit on. <laughs> uh, other sports teams to watch. You guys, <laughs> anything, anything cool you've seen lately? I watched WF West sweep Washougal yesterday Ooh. in volleyball. Um, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive win. They looked pretty clean. Um, all the way around, not a lot of errors. Um, where Washougal, there were a ton of errors. So, um, starting off the season with sweeps, always a good thing. And Centralia also swept Olympic on the road um, with a pretty new team. So both of them uh, look pretty good in their in their first action on uh, Tuesday. And uh, right. I watched WF West soccer have not nearly as good a night. Uh, they lost three one to Lisenner, who was a good one A team. Uh, they went down three to nothing. Uh, in the span of about like 10 minutes between the end of the first half and beginning of the second half before I think it was uh, Camp Sheets pulled a pulled a goal back with a free kick. Uh, but talking to Alan Anderson, just a lot of new faces sort of trying to gel. Uh, just couldn't really keep possession outside of it, their own half and invited pressure and Lissander took advantage of it. Uh, Centralia also lost. Uh, they were 0-0 at River Ridge for 65 minutes until... Uh, River Ridge scored on a free kick, uh, and that was the only goal in a one nothing game. Uh, so yeah, not as good a time for the local soccer team, local two way soccer's. All right, um, and with that, we're going to take a break, and we will be back in just a minute with surprise guest. I guess it's not a surprise; we knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> Do they know it's coming? <laughs> Lucas Dahl from last year's Napavine State finalist football team is joining us to talk about what he's doing now. And I think we're going to drag him through grid picks with us. All right. We're on now with Lucas Dahl. Lucas was a state runner up with Napoleon's football team as a wide receiver and defensive back. All area football pick last season. He won two state titles in track last spring. Now he is at Pacific University. And Lucas, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing there. And I hear you just got there today or classes started today. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Actually, I got here about a month ago. 
on uh, August 10th. Also, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, thank right. you. And um, yeah, I got here about a month ago, August 10th. Um, I started class about two weeks ago, actually. It's been going really good. I had about uh, three weeks of fall football camp. That was uh, something uh, a little different. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it, though. But yeah, it was it was great. Um, did that for about three weeks. Started school about two weeks ago. Um, it's a lot different. I'd say the efficiency is probably the biggest thing so far about just about everything, meetings, practice, um, just the way they run things here. It's really great so far, yeah. Um, yeah, so far it's been really fun, having a great time. Have you had a uh, like a welcome to college moment, like in practice you got hit hard or, or forgot a play and ran the wrong way? or have you did, you did you have any of those moments in practice yet? Oh, numerous times, numerous times. <laughs> Is there one yeah, that comes to definitely. mind? There's one, yeah, definitely. On the, um, I think it was either my first or second play on, we were running seven on seven, first practice, my first practice out there at college. I caught a ball across the middle and uh, it got leveled a little bit. But um, yeah, that was that was interesting. It was a little bit of a wake up call, but yeah, it was. I'm still enjoying it so much. It was, yeah, that was easily a wake up call. I've gotten plays wrong numerous times. Uh, the playbook here is a little different than high school for sure. Uh, that's <laughs> probably the biggest thing. Yeah, definitely a lot more complicated. But uh, yeah, I'd say the biggest wake up call was probably that with those new size linebackers here at college. So yeah. Yeah, a little different. Uh, and you're doing, you're still running track too. Um, do you guys train for track in like like now or do you wait until spring for that? Uh, we wait until actually winter because we'll have a uh, indoor track as okay, well as right. uh, outdoor track. So yeah, it'll be about, I think about a couple weeks after football is done, which is like late November. And then we'll have a uh, track workout starting in winter. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that too. Yeah, I'll be doing track as well. All right, sweet. What's it been like yeah. sort of transitioning from getting used to college fall camp to now starting to get into college game week and sort of that process. Yeah. I'd say the biggest thing is probably all the responsibility is on you. Uh, no one's really watching out for you as much as I would say in high school. Um, yeah, just a big change for the playbook is no one's watching over your back, looking over your back. Um, it's all on you. You really have to take accountability for yourself and have a good attitude come out every day. And especially during fall camp, that was a big change for me was, um, it was no breaks every day, three days, three weeks straight. Um, yeah, especially game weeks too. It's a lot different. Um, very efficient practices are very efficient meetings. Um, we have about three different types of meetings, two or two or three different meetings a day. Um, just, just in game weeks. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's really your whole life is football at this point. Um, especially fall camp. So I love that, but yeah, it's a, it's a big change so far going from, um, high school, just having practice to now in college, having meetings every day, about two or three times a day. And then practice is just very efficient. So I'd say that's the biggest changes. Yeah. I also, I wanted to ask, uh, I didn't realize, um, indoor track, indoor track season. I totally forgot. Have you ever run on, on an indoor, indoor track? I know, especially in like the 200, that curve is kind of different on an indoor track than it is. Oh yeah. Uh, I have, I've actually, yeah, I can't say I've ever ran in a, in the indoor track before the only place was at Eastern in their little, uh, their little warm up indoor place, but that's right. about it. I haven't read on any of those different curves for the 200 or anything. So yeah, that'd be a big change for me, but pretty excited for it actually. Cause you know, no wind or anything. So that'd be nice. Right. And I know some, I don't know. I, I know, um, I went to school at UW and they didn't have like the, the tilted up curves, but some tracks have that, like, it's like at an angle to get you going faster on that curve. Yeah. It's like totally wild <laughs> in indoor. 
Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I've I've seen I've watched a lot of NCAA uh, indoor track, and I think it's something I would actually really like to do, but it's obviously going to be way different than what I'm normally doing. Right. Right. Well, um, uh, moving on to just, uh, you know, your Napa vine days. Um, I kind of wanted to ask, you know, we already talked about for that story months ago, just kind of looking back on the year, but, um, we kind of focused on track with, with looking back on football last year, obviously it didn't end the way you wanted it to end, but, um, what, what was kind of special about, about getting that last season and, you know, you guys ran the table all the way up until that state title game. I think the the most special thing about it was playing with those guys as long as I did from third or fourth grade all the way up to 12th grade to be a senior. Um, I say that was the most special part. Um, just being a really like a family and loving each other and looking out for each other. And we had great leaders, especially Gavin Keith, myself, uh, Glade Shannon, all great leaders. Um, we had uh, a lot of great scout guys. They're always uh, competing during the week, making us better. I'd say it was just a whole a whole team thing. Everybody really, everybody really, really competed every week in and out. Um, the coaches, obviously, Coach Bay, Demarest Wilson, there, you can't really count those guys out anytime. So, um, yeah, just a definitely a team effort. I'd say for sure, just everybody looking out for each other. That's just how that's just how Napa Vine is. It's really just everybody looking out for each other, and uh, I love that. I definitely miss it. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the most special thing is everybody just looking out for each other, for sure. All right, and with that, we've got a, a Napavine, anyway, has a big game coming up this week, uh, Napavine on Alaska. Is that one oh, you yeah. guys would typically circle on the calendar as a as a rivalry game, or is it is the rivalry all it's pumped up to be, do you think? Oh, no. Yeah, that's definitely a rivalry game. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, You've been talking to the guys last home about year. it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, they're very, very excited to play them. Um, a lot of those, especially these younger guys that didn't get to play last year, watched us uh, get on them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a rivalry game, especially last year. That was easily the the biggest game on our schedule for me, at least. But yeah, that's easily, easily a big rivalry game. What what is what is a week of prep? in practice look like for Ani? Like, does it look significantly different than any other team on your schedule? Like, is the intensity up? Like, obviously you guys are probably a bit more physical to try to get, like, just take us through what, what a week looks like preparing for on Alaska. Yeah. All right. So I'll take you through like a, a Monday is normally a little short. It's our film session. A little bit shorter, I'd say, uh, because they're not, you don't really have to scheme too much for them. It's kind of more physical. Right. So I'd say our practices are, a lot more banging heads coming at each other. Um, especially if I play defensive back. So I didn't have much of a, a big factor on defense, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of physicality during the week. The coaches, uh, really, really preach that. Um, it's a really fun week though. It's, um, a lot different than, yeah, I'd say a normal week, but, um, cause they're such a, they're such a strong physical team year in and year out. So you really have to prepare yourself mentally and physically the entire week for, for Ani, they're a, they're a tough team to slow down. So yeah, I'd say a week for, for Ani. Yeah. <laughs> a little what, bit different. Yeah. What, uh, do you have like kind of a favorite moment, um, in, in any of those games you, you played against them that kind of stands out, uh, could either be you or, or, or a teammate, um, could be from last year or, or whenever. Oh man. I'd say, I think I was a sophomore in high school. We were playing at, um, we were playing at Alaska and the mud bull, if you guys remember that, uh, yeah, um, I, I remember that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, that was a, that was a fun one. Um, I got, 
It's kind of embarrassing, but I got leveled by um, Alex Frazier, if you remember him. <laughs> yeah, big dude. Um, yeah, and he picked me up and told me, like, just keep playing. You're doing well. You're a little guy. You'll keep learning stuff. So that was a really big. Uh, that was a really. That was really big for me to kind of keep going, and I kind of get myself going. That's probably I remember that a lot every time I think about playing on Alaska because that group of guys is a great group of guys. So yeah, that's, yeah. Probably, that's probably the most impactful thing playing against them. Uh, yeah, Frazier, he he's a good dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, you know obviously you're pretty familiar with this year's Napavine team. Uh, how far do you think they can go and what's, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think of them this year? Obviously I'll have a lot of bias for them, but, um, yeah, I think they, they have a great squad. I played with, obviously I played with all those guys last year. Um, they have a lot of heart. They have a lot of uh, spirit. All those guys just play with so much, so much fire, like including Kale Stanley. He was our, even as a sophomore last year, he was our spark. Um, he was, he was just great on defense and offense. Ashton is such a, he's grown so much. I can already see, I went to the, this last game, um, this last week against that, and he's grown so much. We have a lot of young guys, Carson Denault, uh, James Gross, he's coming up. I think he's going to be a junior, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, we got a lot of outsets, just a bunch of athletic kids that I think will be a great impact. And I think they can, uh, I don't want to jinx anything or put too much pressure on them, but obviously I have faith in my guys to go all the way for sure. All right, cool. How long do you think it takes them to learn how to block and tackle? I'm new to this area, and that's the only thing I learned from Josh Fay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long to what? I mean, talking to Coach Fay, it was always blocking and tackling, and whether you, whether they knew how to block and tackle, you think uh, it takes a bit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, uh, it's definitely a thing you got to put in your head. Uh, it's a lot of mental stuff. He'll preach that, too. It's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's something you definitely got to mentally prepare for, obviously physically prepare for, but... You really got to put in your head. You, you got to really want to do it. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to run through grid picks. We do this every week, list off the local games and our panel of, uh, horrible experts. Take a stab <laughs> at who's going to do what. Yeah. Um, let's see last week, week one, Alec and I both went nine and three, Josh and Jordan Nalen of the daily news, both went eight and four. And guest guesser. Well, I guess he's not a guest. He's just kind of a contributor. Brandon Hansen and publisher Chad Taylor were both seven and five. Uh, this All week, right. let's see. First game on the schedule is Black Hills at North Thurston. Alec, Josh, and Chad have all got Black Hills. Brandon, me, and Jordan have all got North Thurston. Do you two want to defend your picks? I don't yeah, know. I'll take, oh, Luke, yeah, Lucas, oh, Lucas, well, who yeah, you jump got? in there. Oh, you sorry, sorry, sorry. You're good. You're yeah, good. I'll take actually kind of a, a fun fact. My dad used to coach at North Thurston, so uh, I'll take North Thurston. Okay. All right, All right. good pick. There wow. you go. Look That's that. the tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, Battleground at Centralia. Let's see. Do you like Tigers? Yeah. Yeah, Tigers versus Tigers. Yeah, big Tiger matchup here. <laughs> Uh, Chad okay. and Jordan both went Centralia. Everybody else has got Battleground. Uh, Lucas, how do you feel about this one? I know about Centralia's new coach. That's uh, that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm probably have to go Battleground. Centralia is just really young. Yeah, that's probably safe. Uh, yeah. Linden at WF West. Linden defending state champs. WF West coming off a statement win over Ridgefield in Week One. Uh, Chad's got WF West. Everybody else has got Lyndon, uh, Lucas don't feel peer pressured or anything, but, uh, where are you leaning on this one? Lyndon is ranked. I'm pretty sure they're ranked number one in two a, yes. um, yep. and WF West is six, I believe. So, 
Um, I'll go with the hometown WF West just to rep, but um, obviously the odds might be against them. But yeah, I'll go with WF West. They All can right. do it. They just got to play the perfect defensive game. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's possible. It is just, possible. They yeah. just got to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, Rochester at Kingston. Jordan went with Kingston. Everybody else has got Rochester coming off a thrilling nine to eight win. And we was one. thrilling. There was a yeah. blocked field goal. There was a, a field goal that bounced off the upright. I mean, that's a thrilling win. Come that's, on. It's thrilling. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Rochester or Kingston. Who do you like? I think everyone's gone Rochester. I don't know too much about those two teams, but um, I'll probably go Rochester. I know a couple guys on that team, so. All right, that's fair. Uh, North Thurston <laughs> at Tumwater. Tumwater's across the North board Kitsap. on this one. North Kitsap, yeah. What did I say? North Thurston. Oh, yeah, that was a different game. North, <laughs> North Kitsap at Tumwater. Oh, I'll take Tumwater. Yeah, that seemed pretty Easily. safe. Yeah, yeah, that's a safe pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Playing the number three team in the state, according to some yeah. people, doesn't matter. Still a I actually pick. just yeah, <laughs> I actually just played with uh, North Kitsap's uh, ex quarterback. Oh yeah, was it Colton Bauer? Yeah, yeah, he's a that's a, I think that's a big loss for them. But he was yeah, he was great to play with, great quarterback. Oh cool for sure. Uh, Squim at Tanino is Squim at Tanino? Yeah, yeah, Squim, Squim at, at Tanino. Okay, Monster X at Quill scene. That's a okay. I get my peninsula towns mixed up. <laughs> Throw some North Kitsap in there, and I'm all I'm just problematic. Uh, blacktop, baby. Yeah, the blacktop. Uh, everybody went to Nino except Brandon, who took Squim for some reason. Maybe he knows something we don't. Uh, Lucas, how do you feel about this one? I'll take Tanino. I'll take Tanino for this one. All right, cool. Uh, on Alaska at Napavine. We've got Napavines across the board. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Napavine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. I don't know if I have any other choice. Uh, let's Would you see. like to ever go home again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be a possibility after that. Uh, Toledo at Rainier. Brandon went Rainier. I don't think he's checked the records. Uh, <laughs> Toledo. Everybody else has got Toledo. Uh, raises a question: Toledo, are they the best on one team in the state? <laughs> uh, Lucas, Toledo or Rainier? I'll go Toledo. All right. Cool. You know, they took that tough loss off, uh, I think it was South Bend last week, but yeah, I think they're still a pretty, pretty good team. All right. Uh, PL Valley at Adna. Alec, Josh, and I, and Jordan have all got PL Valley, and Brandon and Chad have both got Adna. Uh, how do you feel about this one? <laughs> I think I might take PWV. I watched Adna at Napa Vine last week, and um, it looks like they might have some work to do. So. And I, I heard about PWV. They look physical, so I'll take PWV. All right. Uh, Morton White Pass at White Swan. Uh, I don't know anything about White Swan, but everybody's gone Morton White Pass here. They beat uh, Ilwaco pretty soundly in week one. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Morton White Pass here. All right. Uh, Masirak at, at Quilcene. Um, anybody have any Quilcene intel? They got whooped by Nacelle last week, but... I don't know if that's the nacelle's good. So I don't know if that's like, you know, huge. And I know Mossy's trying to build up. They're the state runner up and people who are published on various websites say they will are still rankable. So take uh, that as you will. <laughs> yeah. All right. All of us experts, you know, what do we know? Yeah. Uh, everybody's got Mossy rock except Jordan. Who's got quill scene. Uh, Lucas, you know a lot about Mossy rock or quill scene. I think I think I know a couple. Of, uh, is it Keegan and Easton on Mossy Rock? Yeah, yeah the Cold Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take Mossy Rock. 
I've, uh, I've known them for, for a pretty long time. So, uh, Winlock at Concrete. Concrete is coming off a sixty to six loss to Mossy Rock last week. All the experts have got Winlock in this one. Oh, I think Winlock. Never right. trust yeah. a school that goes over. The road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their school looks cool, man. It it does look cool, but I don't know, man. I guess it affects the football. Yeah. Uh, Oakville at Lake Quinault. Everybody's got Lake Quinault except Jordan, who's got oh Jordan and Chad have both got Oakville. Um, we know nothing about either team. This is kind of <laughs> this is just a crapshoot. Both teams didn't play last week, so uh, I thought yeah. they played. No, neither team played. Oh well. Uh, Lucas, any Oakville or Lake Quinault intel, or do you have a call? I'll just I'll just take a guess here. I'll take Oakville for the like a like an odd man out, I guess. All right, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's our slate, Lucas. It's been great having you on. Um, I think we're gonna. You guys got anything else you want to throw out there? I don't think so. I'm gonna be out or at Napa Vinani this week. Um, so if you're trying to follow along, you can check out my Twitter. I'll be tweeting it. Uh, Josh, <laughs> where are you going? I think I'm going to North Kitsap at Tumwater. Oh, exciting! Yeah, the, what is that top five state matchup? Top three, I don't top know. Three, something like do that. rankings matter? Who knows? Of course they do. Uh, and Crawler's shooting Linden WF West. Yep. yep. So that's where people will be Friday. Uh, are you are you in town Friday, Lucas? Or are you uh, living the college life? I will be. Yes, I actually have a bye week this week, so I will be. I'll be watching Napa Vine again this weekend. For All sure. right. Okay. Well, have fun at Napa Vine Ani. Uh, Alec will probably see you there or something. Probably. Sweet. I'll be the guy with the big camera. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll recognize you. All right. We're going to wrap up the podcast there. Uh, thanks to Lucas Dahl for joining us, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah.